I've been watching a sickening amount <laughs> of TV and YouTube and movies. I'm just, I don't, I feel like I'm like one of those lizards who like falls in love with the heat lamp. Like, you know, like thinks the heat lamp, it's, <laughs> it's wife. Hi, this is Bad Down Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Nina. We're two friends living in different parts of the country and like so many, have been struggling under quarantine. We need something to keep going. So every episode, we'll make recommendations for each other. Movies, books, music, recipes, whatever. We'll chat about them in the hopes that it keeps us going. And by that, we mean safely in our homes. And what is a greater enterprise than making a suggestion to a friend? With absolutely nothing at stake. Hey. What are we doing here? We're here to save each other from ourselves with a good rec. But before we get into that, let's talk about why we love giving recommendations. Oh, well, Nina, you know that I I do love giving recommendations. And I feel like I give them a lot in my day-to-day life, admittedly pre-pandemic more than now. And and often no one takes me up on them. So that's (laughs) what I'm appreciating about this, is that I can force you to do this. Or not force you, but like it's part of our act. It's a pact. Yeah, um, I like you know. It's a as a good friend of ours would say, it's it's friendship homework. I also think it's just like a natural exchange that people do, whether it's like someone you just met, like at a bar or whatever. Not that we're doing that now, or like really close relationships. Yes, but someday we might be back at bars and we might be giving people recommendations. God, so we're I imagine that, that way. Yeah. Wild animals in the bar giving fierce recommendations. <laughs> you gotta prove your you've gotta prove you're worth it. You gotta prove you're you're, you're better than these other people. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think so. One thing I think I like about recommendations is it's a way of expanding someone's. I want to say universe, which is a terrible like pretentious thing to say, but still, like the key to a good recommendation is that you're considering someone's tastes and preferences, but also trying to consider a way in which there's something they would never try on their own. Like you're seeking out what information you know about them and attempting to to extrapolate on that out to to something that they would never find on their own, maybe. You know? For the most part. Yeah. I think that's what I think is great about a recommendation is it, it takes what someone knows, it respects it, uh, but it takes it in a different direction. Yeah, and I think like another component of, you know, sharing recommendations or like receiving a good recommendation is that it doesn't necessarily have to come from a place of expertise. It could just be like a place of enthusiasm or um, whatever you'd like to share and you want other yes. people to join in the experience with you. Yeah. Because I think once you ever like experience something that either you love, that, that confuses you, something about that, I think there's always this desire from a very human place is to, to, to talk about it with others. Like I think that's what's frustrating to me sometimes is I, I do think about my family and what they would like or not like, but I think they have a tendency to be like, oh, that's a Lauren recommendation. And a little bit to be like, probably wouldn't like that because they always think I'm going to make them read Proust or something. But I've never, I've literally never recommended Proust to anyone. I have never done that. I'm not saying people read Proust. I enjoy Proust. But I recognize that also it's not like a thing for everyone and that literally it it doesn't have chapters, but it's like 700 pages. I, I think I could speak for many people that we both appreciate and respect that, that you would not force that wreck on us. 
but at the same um, time like people often don't don't believe me so like i am bringing my understanding of, of others into my recommendation so I, i'm i'm not i never recommend proof so i think you should take that as an example of how much i respect the feeling well i think you're i think you're getting close to like you know the different kinds of variety of rec right there's like a universal generic there is like the personal whether it's personal to you or the person that you are giving it to it could be specific or it can be my favorite kind of recommendation and maybe the most dubious kind of friendship homework is the investigative rec be like i this thing is haunting me can you please watch this read this listen to this and explain back to why you think this is resonating with me, which is something yes. I do frequently. That's fair. And it brings me up to a, a quote, it might be William Butler Gates, but I think it is about both like recommendations in and of themselves and the very point of this podcast, which is a lonely impulse of delight. Yeah. And I think that is what it is. It is a way like, especially with the internet, you find yourself in all sort of weird places and you don't know what it is. And you just need someone to tell you that without judgment, ideally, either that you're not crazy, that you are crazy, or that maybe you just shouldn't be there at all, but without judgment. <laughs> without judgment that's what i'm saying so so yes um i feel yeah, like yeah, it's just reaching a handout in in some way yeah recommendations i think yeah it's definitely an orbit within you know the concept of gift economy right, i think that's it yeah i mean that's that's why i am pumped about this yeah me too all right so should we get started on our first recommendations for each other i think we should Okay, so Nina, my first recommendation for you, for honestly no particular exact reason, I think in the future there might be reasons, but is Boomerang, which is a, it's either 92 or 93 film by Eddie Murphy, or starring Eddie Murphy, as well as Halle Berry, um, Martin Lawrence, David Allen Greer, oh, wow. Grace Jones makes an what? appearance. Yeah, Grace Jones. Oh, oh Grace Jones. So I, I can't tell you anything. I don't want to, I don't want to, she's okay. amazing. He's particularly amazing. It has a really good soundtrack that has Boys to Men, like I think Into the Road is on it. Um, there's some Tony Braxton, Grace Jones is on there. Like it's a very like kind of, um, oh my God, New Jack Swing kind of soundtrack. But it was a movie that my sisters and I would watch a lot. I mean, I was like 10 years old when it came out, but we would rent it all the time. And it's probably one of the first movies I ever saw that had a pretty much, I think, exclusively black cast. There might be a white person in there somewhere, but I can't recall them. They're not important. Uh, Chris Rock also was in it in the, like a small role, like he's very young. Oh, wow. So, and I think it's also interesting to think about this different direction Eddie Murphy's career could have gone in because I think, I think at the time he very explicitly kind of was talking about trying to recreate himself as almost like a Cary Grant-esque kind of leading man. You know, so it's about, he's like a, he's an executive, like an ad executive or somewhere, I think what is a cosmetics company? And he's kind of a player. He's a player, if you will. And then he, okay. of course, meets a woman who is his equal of sorts, who, who can play him, played in this case by Jacqueline Gibbons. Wow, this cast is amazing. It's amazing. No, it's, I mean, it's a really, and it's also a movie that like later in life, the fact that I have seen it, like I think gave me cred with a lot of people that I'm like, oh, it's mostly because of my older sisters, but I've just seen it so many times. Um, and so I don't know how it did. I think it didn't do badly, but like, I mean, basically the next year he did The Nutty Professor. And so I feel like kind of then, you know, the rest, if you will, is history. So, and before, you know, there was his 80s career that has, you know, trading places, you know, um, coming to America, these kinds of things. And, and it seems like it is not exactly a crossroads, but where you could see a different 
a different uh, possibility for him. And also I think it kind of predates, I'm not sure about this, I do, I would like to do some more research, but if you think about like the kind of movies we now see with like The Best Man, The Best Man Holiday, these, these soul food, like these very exclusively black casts um, that happen, I'm not sure, it, it, it to me was the first one I ever saw. So, so that's why, but I just think you'll enjoy it. I am probably also gonna rewatch it because I have not watched it in a long time. Um, but I think it's just pretty delightful and it's very 1992 and it's where I learned the phrase hammer toes. <laughs> so that's that's my recommendation for you this week. All right. I'm excited. So what about, what yeah, do you have for my... me? Yeah. All right. I really want you to make miso butter. I mean, I'm excited about that. The key is in the combination. You have to have sourdough bread. You have to have miso butter and in like every like you know from the middle to the to the crust like evenly spread generously spread and then cherry preserves or like a sour cherry or like even like a sour raspberry jam on top and that's it i mean that sounds amazing so is miso butter something you can just purchase or do i have to make it you you might as well just make it but it's literally it's just a combination of unsalted butter and white miso you can use other miso, but white miso, I think, is the best. And then you just do, like, a one-to-one. So, like, you know, you could do, like, four tablespoons. I don't know. You can just use – I usually just use a whole stick of butter. So, like, eight tablespoons of butter and then eight tablespoons of miso. And then wait for the butter to get, like, room temp or mushy and just mix everything in really well. So you consider this a snack? Is it a breakfast? Is it anything you want it to be? It's everything. Is it a whole for me. meal? Is it a whole meal? Uh, for me, it is not a whole meal. I guess I could have multiple toasts. But to me, it's so, oh. it's so rich that mm-hmm. I can't have more. Like, I don't think I've ever had more than like one slice for a day because it's just so rich to me. It sounds very rich. To me. This is how much I love this toast. I lactose intolerant, so I can't eat a lot of butter. Oh right, yeah, you know, that's a real. I know. So I take a lactate before I make this toast. So it is like a real treat to me. It is like on par to ice cream. <laughs> like, I love the idea that it's like lactate worthy. It is. And I do, cause you know, man, you just, I'm in my thirties now. You can't, or I've been in my thirties. You can't, you gotta be kinder to your system. So you have to really pick and choose. So yeah, this sometimes this toast, I would pick this toast over ice cream. Fair, I respect it. I mean, I, like, so speaking as a person myself, I am so into carbs. Like, I feel like on some level, carbs are more my, like, indulgence. Yeah. And just as, like, a note, like, I'm not claiming that I made up this toast. It was literally, like, I had sourdough bread. I ran out of regular butter one day and was just like, well, I have all this miso butter. And then that just happened. Sour cherry preserves was just randomly and indulgently what we had that day. It's like a little yeah, did, jar of it. Where did you find these sour cherry preserves? I have no, it was just at like the regular grocery store. The, uh, correct my French, the Bon Maman brand. I don't know. Yeah, I think my mom just, that's what spoke to her that day. So yeah, I'm not, I'm sure, I'm not making any claims that like I'm the inventor of this combination or. You know, maybe not, but, but you know what, Nina, I don't think you should say that you're not until we learn otherwise. Let's just say that you're in. 
Like this is how inventions happen is that people are like, you know, like you needed butter, but you didn't have any normal butter. So you put miso butter on your toast. You know, like I, I don't, I feel like you're being a little too humble here and the future we can come back and be like, actually, it turns out this also, but like that just happens, you know, the way like people often come to the same conclusions independently. You know what I mean? Nina so Toast I TM. Yeah. This is the beginning Nina of my toast, toast empire. We'll just see what happens, but like, I'm going to try it. Hopefully the five people who might listen to this and then we'll try it and then maybe tell their friends, you know, it could become a thing. So you let's know, not I go have and made... give away the credit just yet. Speaking of like, you know, the people near us being like, all right, you and your recommendations, just like, you know, all right, we get it. I've been eating this for a while. And then my mom was like, it just doesn't speak to me. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then just one day she was like, all right, why don't you make me a slice? So I put it together for her and now she loves it. Nice. Yeah, see, this is the thing is I find, yeah. honestly, with our nearest to dearest is sometimes it's like they're just resistant, but then once they try it, they're like, oh, I see your point. With age, I've definitely learned, like, sometimes how, <laughs> like, just, I don't know where I can be and, like, how pushy I can be when I'm like, no, because I love you and I love this, and so you should do it. <laughs> and definitely yes. with age, I've, like, been like, okay, like, if you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. I mean, also, there's a certain point at which people just have to come to things on their own, you know? Yeah. Except in the context of this podcast, in which we have the power to basically make each other do these things. But it's yeah, a good and again, our, it's a good our minimal powers of influencing. Yes. But yeah, so that's my rec. I, I hope you enjoy it. I'm excited to hear your experience with it. Yes, I will take some pictures as I make it. I'll put it on our, our website, which eventually we'll have. Oh, man. Oh, and just a tip. I would go light on the jam. Light on the jam. Okay, I, I agree. I can see it. Yeah, because, well, and I guess I'm the kind of peanut butter jelly sandwich person where I am more heavy on the peanut butter than I am on mm -hmm. the jam. But for this toast, I think it is important to, like, you're not gonna, it's not really about the jam. The jam is just for, like, a little bit of the tartness, the a little bit of the, the sweetness. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So don't yeah. do too much of the jam. Okay, all right. I, I feel like clearly the miso butter is the star of this show. Whereas I think there's some other kinds of times where like butter will just be like a, a softening agent, you know, it just makes the toast less hard, you know, a little mm -hmm. easier. And then the jam is really what you're doing, but that's not the case here. I can see that. It's, it's the miso butter and yeah. I'm excited. All right. Okay. All right. Beautiful. And I'd like to thank anyone who has tuned in to our inaugural episode. Uh, we hope you'll come back to the next episode to be published very soon, where we will report back on the Miso Butter and the Eddie Murphy film Boomerang. We hope you join us. Have a good day. Are you still watching all the Michael Shannon interviews? I'm like, yeah, Michael Shannon. Hot. I'm glad. I'm glad that you have that. Whatever, you know, that I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm picturing him in my head right now. I'm like, yes. Like, I'm like, that is him. He's the kind of vaguely, he's a little menacing, maybe. Oh, yeah. That's my type.